Okay, got something new for us. You were saying you wanted us to have a new opening music. Yeah, we're in the Geeks Worldwide. We'd expand ourselves, yes. Get more professional. More, exactly, yeah, more, yeah. More creative, more, this is us. You have an idea? I have a very good idea. Here. Let's do it. Okay, here's your copy. John Paul, what is this? Just, just follow my lead, okay? Oh, okay. You ready? No. Okay. Well, I'm not the kind to brag and crow. I'll save that job for B-Man. Our podcast is really doing fine. That's right. Just fine. We talked about Game of Thrones. Gave up on The Walking Dead. But somehow can't get past The Last Jedi. Oh, my. It's a geeky fandom life I lead. I take no chances. I watch anything put out by Joss Whedon. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my co-host B-Man as he trashes DC films in front of me. I might watch a slasher movie. I might play some Pokemon. Yes, I'm the old Titan co-host that made John Paul such a star. Our jobs keep us all time at school, but our ladies taught us plenty. It's true, I wish this podcast would just pay. Hey, hey! I've got burned like Freddy Krueger, blown up like the first Death Star. Okay, not really, but it fits this first, so hey. Hey, hey! I might joke about a B-Man comment, or bring up The Last Jedi, but I'm the old Titan co-host that makes B-Man look so fine. Wow. So what do you think? Never doing that again. Ever. Never again. (laughs) I am like, you wrote this, and I'm actually embarrassed for you right now. Well, you know, you wanted something new. But we, we, we know you wrote this simply the fact that I wouldn't call myself your co-host. I am the, you know, the supreme You are the B-Man. I, I should have capitalized the word the. Uh, you should have. And yeah. there actually wasn't the B-Man. It was co-host. But no, John Paul, I'll give you credit. Okay. Congratulations. You worked hard on something finally. And I don't think it paid off. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Old Titan Podcast. Yes, we are brand new to... The Geeks Worldwide, I believe. Hopefully this is our first episode on there. Things go right. If not, well, hey, we'll be there soon. Yes. All right. Well, you know what? We normally start with the B-Man question of the week. That's right. our normal routine for anybody who had never listened to us before. However, the B-Man question of the week this time was so good, so important, yes. so just world-shattering wonderful. Well, you know, it's okay. I figured let's, let's reverse things. Let's, let's turn the world around. Let's do the news first. Let's do it. All right. Starting out in the news, I'm going to start out with some Marvel news. No kidding. Yeah, Marvel news. Imagine that. So, Amazing Spider-Man, number 798. Um, We're winding down on Dan Slott's run on Spider-Man, moving up towards um, issue number 800, and one of his biggest stories he's doing here at the end, and the Red Goblin is about to make his first actual on-page appearance. So, Amazing Spider-Man, 798, first Red Goblin. I'm actually out of the loop. Have they been... Alluding to him the entire time? Yes, that this is something that's been going along. So first, I should tell everybody who doesn't know, this is a spoiler podcast. What I've said right there is not a spoiler. That's on the cover of the book. Everything after this, if you keep listening, you will have a few items here and there spoiled. There's no way around it. Sometimes it'll be really old stuff. Who cares if we spoil something from, say, Casablanca? Not because it's not a good movie, but because it happened so long ago, you should have seen it by now. Never start. Really? Yeah, never saw Casablanca. I might have to change something in my answer then later on something, but okay. That's fine. Yeah, right. you no, that's that, okay. Yeah. But in this case, all right, so the content of Amazing Spider-Man 798, or, and leading up to it, um, 
they'd revealed it sometime in the past, not not very long ago, that they were building towards having a Red Goblin. It's a Carnage symbiote thing that's going on, and Norman Osborn has bonded with the. Oh, he's alive again. He's alive. I okay. think he's been alive for quite a while, actually. Is he really? I, I don't. They keep going back and forth on okay, this stuff, that's fine. but I think he's been around for quite a while. But he got his memories back. He knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. He remembers the whole Green Goblin thing. He remembers everything. I don't know how much of that he did and didn't remember before, but he's like fully Norman Osborn again, bonded with the symbiote, and is now going to become the Red Goblin instead of the Green Goblin. So, um, yay. Okay. You know, that's yeah, yeah. that's uh, a thing. Yeah, that's his thing. It's a thing that's happening. Do um, you have, have any news? Yeah, um, we lost Stephen Hawking. I thought you'd lead off with that one. Tragic. Should, should have. Should have. Um, very tragic. Um greatest mind of our life you think um of our lifetime yeah i mean of, of all time I, I i couldn't say but definitely of our lifetime so definitely our thoughts and prayers with his family and um that's a loss for the fanboy world every actually all the world in general and my understanding is if i read this right he actually died on albert einstein's birthday did he really that's kind of that's, that's kind of odd cool and a, well, you've, you've, really. you've got to pick a time to go pick something that's kind of you know Cool like that. No, see, I want to go on like Christmas. Therefore, like ruin if my entire family because remember, like, oh, it's Christmas time. Yeah, let's stay dad died. Yeah, you're sick. <laughs> that's what it is. All right. So, other news. Saw a commercial last night, which reminded me to go set my DVR. Krypton premieres on the Sci Fi Channel this coming Wednesday. Careless. I know you're happy for us. Oh, okay. I track. If you go back to listen a year ago when all they were talking about it, I trashed it multiple times. We didn't need this. On and on and on. They've done enough. In the trailers and in talking about it and describing the story and where they're going with it, I'm actually on board right now. Now, after I see the first episode, we'll see. But I'm on I'm on board. Um, and then along with that, Constantine, the animated, uh, premieres on um, the CWS Seed um, online Do network. Do they say how many episodes that's going to be? If they have, I don't remember what it is. Okay. That, that premieres then on Saturday on the 24th. Cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to you. Uh so JP, did you watch it? Did Today I watch it was it? released the Infinity Wars trailer. I have not seen it yet. I heard it. My next door neighbor in my office was playing it at a volume that was loud enough I could hear every line very clearly through the wall being said. My next door neighbor as well in the office, which I don't have a shape of a wall. You don't have a wall, so it's easier to hear. Open area. Uh, was it good? It was amazing. Okay, here's a better way to put it. Yes. The, the trailers have been good so far. I, I have a feeling the movie will be good. I have no doubts there. Was this trailer something new, or was it really just now, taking the, the old trailer and doing... This was new. This was, this was... It kind of fired you up at times. Okay. It showed everybody kind of bringing it together. It just... Like, every Marvel movie leads up to this point, it seems like. Okay. And it's very exciting that way. Well, supposedly AMC Theaters, I believe it is, is doing um, a marathon of every movie from Iron Man up through Black Panther for the two or three or how many days it takes up to an Avengers Infinity War they're going to be showing those you, that'd be a long Are time you going? to sit there no not even mine no um, I have them all on DVD or whatever and but that's kind of cool I'm that, good that's kind of cool no, that's cool it. I just there's some bad ones in between there that I could probably skip now, all, I mean a lot of Marvel movies are great they have ones where like you know I saw it once enjoyed it I'm not going to watch it again there is actually I want to make sure to tell you anybody else who's listening this is only half a news item I guess but on comicbook.com I believe it's a comic book not CBR it's one of the two go check them both out they're great yes um, they're running one of their um, March Madness you know bracket systems and they do it each day they put out you know a different group of things for you to vote on and they pair up in this time they're doing movies Marvel and DC movies 
they're not always pairing Marvel versus DC. I mean, Marvel has put out more, um, but they're pairing Marvel and DC movies. This includes old ones as well. And they're working on a bracket system to come out with what is the best. And I was surprised. There was a few times where I was like, really? And I'm assuming it's completely random. I'm assuming they did some kind of randomizing. But a couple of them are surprised that, really, you put Avengers next to Steel or something like that. I don't think that was a real pairing. But Pretty sure Avengers that, wins that one. Right. There was some that were so obvious. I don't care who you are in the world. You pick one over the other. Some were kind of a, hmm, you have to think about that. And I don't remember what they were, but it could be more along the lines of, say, Doctor Strange versus... Um, Oh, what's a good what's a good one for Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange versus, say, the first Sam Raimi Spider Man. Things that, well, one is more modern, more in the current, you know, style of Marvel, um, fits in with all the other stuff, you know, brings in other characters yeah. and all that. One is everything opposite of that, but it was still Sam Raimi and was a really good job of doing Spider Man, and it made you think. There was a few of them that really made you stop and think, and I voted. I surprised myself on how I voted on a few of them. You voted Marvel over DC by any chance? At least twice. No kid. At least twice. Did you, you know, have Suicide Squad winning in a row, John Paul? Um, they put Wonder Woman versus Suicide Squad. That's an easy one. That's easy. That I mean, was anything one versus the, Suicide Squad is easy. I mean, well, no. Batman be Superman's hard. Suicide Squad versus the um, Hulk versus Thor made-for-TV movie. That's an easy one to pick Suicide Squad over. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's easy, but... That, that wasn't in there. But I'm just saying that would be a different direction. No, one of the ones that's... I believe it was Man of Steel I voted against. Because I want to say they put Man of Steel up against um, something like Avengers 1. Well, yeah. And I'm sorry. I enjoyed Man of Steel, but it wasn't better than Avengers 1. So what was your winner? Well, th- this was round one. Okay. That's all. This was round one. So it was a whole bunch of different ones. Today will be day, day two. And it'll go for... Five, six, seven, eight days. I don't know. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how it comes out. I'm pretty sure you want to be one woman, is my guess. If it lasts up in the other one. I don't know. I don't know what'll come out. Okay. Because okay. I don't know what all they'll put in there. Because they put in there things like The Dark Knight. Um, I mean, this, like I said, this went to older ones. Christopher Reeve Superman. Adam West Batman. I mean, there's there's a lot of them that you think, okay, well, what, what will come out on top when you start mixing in that long of a history of them? All right. Um, next item. All right, so do you remember that um, Amazon is doing a Lord of the Rings TV show? Well, actually, I guess you, technically you call it an Amazon Prime show, but an original I've heard Lord rumors of, the of it and um, haven't heard anything since. All right, well, they're working on it. Um, the cost to buy the rights to do it cost them $250 million. That's first. So you'll see in the news stories that the first two seasons are costing Amazon $500 million. 250 of that was just to buy the rights to it. The other $250 million is what they're going to be spending to produce the first two seasons. I wonder, if this bombs, what would that do to that streaming service? Oh, it's Amazon. I mean, they've got enough money. Sure. It, it would change some of their structure on how they do anything in the future, but that's not going to destroy anything major. But I hope it succeeds. If nothing else, it gives them the ability to then justify greenlighting other things like that. I'm kind of curious, like, what direction they go with the TV show. They really can't go with the movie direction. That's too recent, done. I think. Yeah, it's been done. But it's, you're still basing it on the same books. I know. But do you go with side stories and just take a lot of liberties? They have to take a lot of liberties with a TV show. You have to. Hopefully cut out a lot of the songs. Well, that's something they could go... I don't want them to. But they could go that direction and actually include more of that. Because that's one of the things that was cut out for the movie. I actually could read the books because every other page was a song and it was annoying. Know. So, But there are people who love that or they're probably, you know... 
cursing our names right now for saying that. So well, and they probably heard us singing too, and probably cheering yeah. us on too. So there we go. All right. You got any more? Yes, we talked about it before. Never hike alone. Yeah, both big fans of this. Wamstom Films made a great Jason movie. Uh, they released it on DVD just yesterday. All right, cool. It's a fundraiser. I mean, you had to do this. Fan films make them. You appreciate what they work. You know, they're not in this for the money, they're in this for the fans, really. Yeah. Uh, the go yesterday, it started yesterday on lunchtime. You and I went lunchtime before we yeah. started. Yeah. I was talking to you about that. The go was $13,000 over one month period. And what did they hit? Well, they made that within 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Right now, we're actually in date one, officially, one day's officially over. Okay. And they're at $32,000. So they as we more speak. than doubled their goal. Oh, yeah. And they're still going. Um, they had to keep releasing new DVDs out there. They had a certain amount they, were, cool. they wanted, and they they went through batch one, batch two, and they're on batch three right now. I've already got mine uh, set, so that's good. But now they're releasing more things. I'm just looking at this right now. They just put it on there just a minute ago. Never Hike Alone script, signed. So a lot of good things. Uh, you had a chance to check out Indiegogo.com. All right, sounds cool. Because that was that was fun. It, it was a lot of fun to I watch. Hope they make more. Yeah. All right. So, uh, do you know that name? And I'm probably going to mess up her name, but Ava DuVernay. That's I didn't. The, that's the person um, directing the New Gods for DC. Well, yeah, yeah. The yeah. reason I know that is she handed <laughs> me this piece of paper with a. But I was wondering if you'd ever heard the name before. Never heard of her. No, I, I had not either. Anyway, she directed Wrinkle in Time, which just came out. And if I understand, what no matter what it does in the theaters or anything else, which I think it. Doing okay. Yeah. Black Panther's killing everything, but I think it's doing okay. It's not a bomb or anything. Uh, but anyway, they just announced that um, DC is going to add to their slate of films a new gods. This is the Jack Kirby Fourth World yes. stuff, um, Dark Side, um, and, and all the rest. I'll be interested, interesting um, to see where they go with that. Live action? Live action. Wow, okay. It has the potential to spin off into lots and lots of movies. It also has the potential of being something that is so weird, people look at it and go, Valerian 2? You know, it's, it's, yeah, I pick on Valerian because I, even though I enjoyed Valerian, its commercials look odd. And, well, um, this one could look that way, but I'm hoping they do a good job on it. Because even though I was not a huge fan of the original New Gods comics, sorry, the, the art was great. Jack Kirby did a great there. It's not a huge fan of the story. Mm-hmm. I've loved everything they've done with them since then. I mean, Dark Side has become, you know, the, the preeminent. You know, villain in, in you know, DC Comics. Was that his first appearance? New Gods? Yeah, that's, that's where Jack Kirby created him. So, okay. So, I mean, for people who say Marvel's better than DC, well, some of the big, biggest and best stuff at DC was Jack Kirby, who, after he left Marvel, came to DC and created it. So, well, Marvel is better than DC, but just saying. Well, you know, well, we won't go there, but I'm just saying. It's, no, it's we, a we, big went thing. we went there, John Paul. <laughs> we visited there today. I only have one other item. Do you have any more? No, I'm good. All right, so last item. Even though, as our song said, we've kind of given up on The Walking Dead, I did think it was interesting that the finale for Walking Dead this year and Fear of the Walking Dead's premiere is going to be shown in theaters. And you know what I can say about that, John Paul? Don't care? It's just too late. (laughs) It really is too late. Yeah, I know. Three years ago, Walking Dead premiere in theaters, huge hit. Huge hit. At this point, um, they lost too many viewers. I mean, the ratings yeah. number's going down and down. This is going to be a bomb. Something that could have worked. The finale, where Negan kills somebody, but you don't know who, and we had to wait several months to find Which, out. Which, I think it was the beginning of the end right. for Walking Dead. If they had actually pseudo-ended the season one episode before that, and at the end of it said, to be continued in theaters, you know, in June, whatever, you know, and given everybody the knowledge that that was going to be what 
continued, and then done both the finale and the premiere, you know, combine those into a two-hour movie. So you got a full payoff in the theater. That that could have worked. That could have saved a lot of the backlash about... But you're saying end it, then do it a month later or something like that? Well, basically, you know, shows always go, you know, they go on hiatus because, you know, like right now, several shows are not showing new right. episodes because you got March Madness going on. Right. Something like that. You just, you get down to the next to last episode, and at the end of it, throw up a title thing saying, to be concluded, and that would have come out somewhere around April or so. Yeah. So, to be concluded in two months or in three months. Uh, that I way think, you were not waiting until October for yeah, everything. You're waiting a little. The, one of the big downfalls was there was such a, it was a, such a buildup, and they did not pay off. Yeah. And then you have six months to get that built up finally. It paid off. That was the beginning of the end of Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, I think maybe a one month would have been nice. But I think this, even then, that was getting close to Walking Dead a little bit too much. It was just, okay, another dictator. Yeah. Um, and, but at least if you had done it like that, same story, but done, done that. A, in the theater, you could have rated a full R, shown as much gore and everything else as you wanted to show, whatever, whatever language you wanted to have in it. So it would have freed them up by doing it that way. But... Because it's where we lost Glenn, you could have given Glenn an even bigger send-off. I think you wouldn't be nice the end of the prison, like season three, just mm. a big war there and do that yeah. movie theater. That, that would nice. also be cool. That would be good. All right, so that's all I had for news. So yes. it is time for the B-Man question of the week. All right. So we're trying to introduce new fanboys, right? Just say you have one chance to make somebody a fanboy. Or fangirl. Or fangirl, right. A fan. A fan person. Fandom? Is that, I don't know what the word <laughs> Fandom is. Fandom is everybody. A fan person? I don't know. A We're fan not worried person. about it. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you can introduce them to one comic book storyline. Okay. One game. Yep. One movie. Yep. Oh, no. One movie storyline. Okay. It doesn't have to be like... Like, basically, you can't do Star Trek. Like, Lord of the Rings, movies. the three movies would be one right. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one season of a TV show. Okay. Just one season. One season. And you mentioned this yesterday. You didn't even think of it. One book. Okay. A one storyline. Again, which is where everything started with the books. Yes. So, well, I guess technically it started with people sitting around a campfire so let's, talking. Let's but, start it off. Yeah. Let's go with book first. Book first? Yes. That's All right. So I think we both said we had a hard time narrowing it down because it's, it's hard to figure out what is that one item that represents everything. So I started thinking about, all right, what would be my goal? And I'm making some assumptions here. One, you're not talking about a person that's completely ignorant of any, everything. I mean, you, know, you walk down the street, grab any random person, everybody's heard of Superman, for instance. Everybody knows that Star Wars exists. Even if they've never seen any of that stuff, they're aware those things exist. Right. So I'm, I'm making the assumption we're talking about a person who has existed in the world and knows these things exist. Um, I'm also assuming they're somewhere between, say, 16 and 32. You know, that, that kind of yeah, that works. thing. All right. So I'm making those assumptions. How would I pull someone like that into fandom Giving and my goal would make them try to get them to understand what fandom is about, right? Not trying to turn them on to one property, not trying to turn them into a say Star Trek fan. I don't want to turn them into a Trekkie. I don't want to turn them into a DC or Marvel guy or girl or whatever. Just you make would sure turn them to DC. I think you would use your John Paul hypnotic powers. Could be, could be. But the goal would be to introduce them to what fandom means, so they could then find what appeals to them most. Okay. So that was kind of my goal. That being said, I had a hard time still narrowing it down to one thing. So on the so on the book, I do I do have a first place in each of these categories, but I want to mention my runners up because also we have a lot of listeners possibly here from Geeks Worldwide Network. 
they never have heard from us before. So that kind of gives us a chance to say who we are a little bit, right? Right, yeah. So, okay. Exactly. So mention these kind of runners-up would be a good idea of showing these are things we like. Because I'm not mentioning anything on here that I wouldn't enjoy watching okay. over and over, reading over and over. So my first choice for book is Another Fine Myth. This is the first book in the Myth Adventures series, The Myth Adventures of Oz and Skeev, written by Robert Asprin. It is pretty much patterned on the old um, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope road pictures, Con- a comedy pairing duo, you know, Evan Costello, Laurel and Hardy. But one of them's a young apprentice human. The other is a demon who's his master teaching him. And they get into all kinds of misadventures, traveling all over. It's written like a sitcom. You read an entire 200-page book in a day because it reads so fast. You're laughing out loud. But it's set in a pure, straight D&D fantasy world with a lot of breaking the fourth wall and nods to other stuff. Things like, at one point, the king of the land sends an envoy around to invite them to the castle. His name is King Roderick V. So the envoy walks up to Oz. Oz is the one who always breaks the, the fourth wall. He's the demon that travels a lot. Says, King Roderick V, you know, request your presence. So Oz's immediate response is, well, of course we'll go. I never refuse a fifth. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, we the readers get the joke. Yeah, I get you. Nobody around him gets the joke. So it, it's fun. Um, that being said, my others are more straightforward and things I've enjoyed. Um, Raymond Feist's um, Rift War Saga, the first one of that, Magician, is pretty much a standalone book. You, you get a full story beginning and end, and never have to read another one of the 29 books in the series if you don't want to. Those 29 books in that series? 29 books in the series. Wow. Um, they're written in three or four volume sets with a few one-shots, so you don't okay. have to, it's not like beginning to end, waiting for the end. You, you can read them almost independently in a way. That was with Martin Longbow, right? Uh, yes. Yep. That's um, who my son Martin is named after, actually. Really? Yes. Yeah. We uh, and then Alexander, my younger son, his middle name is Marcus, who was also a character. You named your kids after well, characters I, I, I from. Actually, mine from yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so magician, um, pure D and D style fantasy setting, a great um, successor to Lord of the Rings, but a little more human focused. Even though there's plenty of elf and dwarf and everything else um, storylines in there. Can't not mention Brandon Sanderson. So Mistborn is what I always point people towards. The Final Empire is the first book of Mistborn. Absolutely. See, I want to try that, but the bad guy's name is Lord Ruler, right? That's not his actual name. That is his title. It doesn't make a difference. It's Lord Ruler. It's it's like Dick Dastardly. It just sounds foolish to me. If you read it, you you won't mind at all. Okay. It it, it works. I still might give it a try. And then, my last, and then my last runner-up was Isaac Asimov's Foundation, the very first Foundation book. Okay, so what's the winner? The winner was the first one, Another Fine Myth. I would, okay, I would, pick, okay. I would, I would want to start them out with a comedy one that kind of breaks the fourth wall and makes jokes that they're going to get, like okay. Never Refuse a Fifth and things like that. It makes jokes that the average person who's not in fandom are going to get, and it's a nice bridge into fandom a little bit. So there's a start. All right. Well, see, books, I was actually thinking... Um, you read Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance when you were younger. Quite a few of them, yeah. I did too as uh, well. There's too many to have read all of them yeah. for me. But. but again, going back to the D&D aspect, which really creates more, a lot of yeah. geekdom as it is right now, starts with D&D, Absolutely. at least a lot of us at our age. Not so much now, because there's so much out there right now, but when we were younger, video games weren't as big, and movies, and yeah. so there's no social media. D&D was really where it started for us. Um, the Icewind Dale trilogy. Okay. 
Ari Salvatore just created this amazing world. Is um, this where Dritz? Dritz started. Okay. I mean, they had prequels for him, but Bruner, Wolf Guy, everybody started in, in this trilogy. Just so much fun. I read this book in like two days. That's, and that's one I've never read. Really? That was by far the best out of, between okay. Dragon, in my opinion, between Dragonlands, Forgotten Realms, everything. I've, I've read Deo all of the different the characters. That, as you mentioned, Elminster and all the rest. I've read tons of those characters and stories with them. But I've always wondered, where did it all begin? I've never gone and researched to figure it out. So that's the one. That, I don't know if that's where it all began. That's where Ari Salvatore began from. I don't well, know if that, Elminster was first or what. But, I, it doesn't matter. But, um, but if, if that's where Salvatore began, then that's... That's that, where that part of the story, Drizzt and all the was rest. amazing, yeah. They did prequels for Drizzt, but that was really where he... That was his first appearance. Right. That was amazing. Not my pick, though. Not your pick. Not That's a runner-up, huh? I said runner-up. Um, Brent Weeks, another top pick for me, created the Night Angel trilogy. This is this is Assassin. Um, this, this is not Angel from Buffy, the Vampire no, Slayer, no, no. who only came out at night. No. Okay. Um, but it was very, I feel like, Assassin's Creed type of thing, hmm. similar to that. Actually, not really nothing about it. Of fact, he's an assassin, but a lot of magic involved. Is he a creed? Yeah, kind of. Okay. He starts. <laughs> and the funny thing about Sorry, this book was, when I started reading it originally, yeah, I thought it was kind of kiddish. It's about this little boy who, an assassin, like, wow, this guy's amazing. I want to be him. Yeah. Because that's what little boys want to be, assassins, right? I'm like, oh, this is kind of cheesy. And then about a quarter way into the book, my father, that got dark soon, <laughs> and it got really dark all the way through. And that's a trilogy: Night Angel trilogy, Brent Weeks. Another runner-up. And that one's actually double the size of Icewind Dale, and I read that one, too. The first half, kind of struggled in the first one. Didn't struggle, but wasn't, like, into right. it. Right. The last 200 pages, give or take, I just, maybe a day. Flew through them, yeah. It was unbelievable. Those are great books. I gotta say, and this isn't my favorite, but I think this will start somebody into the fandom world. Okay. Harry Potter. Wow. Harry Potter, I... You know, I'm not into it. My wife, I, my wife loves it. I've never read the Harry Potter books. I've seen the movies, but never read the books. The last thing about it was I read uh, the first five, I believe. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. And I was like, well, I feel kind of cheesy reading some grown man. But everybody, everybody seems to have read but them at all. Everybody's ages. reading them, and they were so good. I mean, it, actually, it's so good. The first one was like, oh, that, was, that was fun. I was intrigued enough to the second one. Right. Second one to the third one. I was intrigued enough by it, and it got better and better as she went along. The characters, the, stories. the characters, yeah, they grew up a little. Yeah, gotcha. and it kind of upset in a way because I was about most way down with part five, and we had a mutual friend at Coliseum of Comics saying his name, Chris Miller, who ruined the <laughs> ending for me. And then the very next book, somebody else ruined the ending for me. I'm like, you know what, I'm done. Oh, that sucks. But I think Harry Potter will definitely get you into the um, right. magic so world. That's, that's and good. I think that's that's my pick right now for book. Switch category next. Comic book. Comic book. All yes. right. You'll be surprised at my picks on comic book, of course. I'm going to guess it's DC. DC. Okay. I've got three. And honestly, I would, I would not pick one of these three over the other. I would show all three to somebody and say, do you like more female character, male character, light or dark? Depending on what their preference in type of story, I would either go with Batman Year One. Okay. By Frank Miller and uh, David Mazzuchelli. Man of Steel by John Byrne. Or Wonder Woman number one uh, by George Perez. All three are incredible stories. All of them are origins that introduce you to a character and give you so much richness in their, their world and what their characters are about. That um, I mean, yeah, George Perez, John Byrne, and Frank Miller. You, you can't go wrong with those three creators. So it's it's hard... Me to pick one of those over another over one of the other ones, 
So, but you have to pick one, John Paul. You have to pick one right now. That's the question. You have to pick one. If I have to pick one, you have to pick one, one right only now. Only one. I yes, pick Wonder Woman number one by George Perez. If I was given the same choice, as much as I love Superman as my favorite character, that first issue of Wonder Woman that Perez did was just so perfect. Wow, it was great. Okay, I actually haven't read that one. Batman Year One was yeah. great. So, um, better than Batman Zero Hour. Oh, zero, yeah, that was... Zero Hour started off zero kind hour, of you cool. You mean Zero Year? I'm sorry, yes, Zero yeah. Year, yeah. Zero Year, I never, I didn't like any of it. I liked the way it started, and then it just got... It, that dragged forever, too, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Kind of like Batman R.I.P., where it's kind of like, oh, the first issue was like, this is great, Grant Morrison, yeah. And then... And then I'm like, what happened? Like, issue two came out, I'm like, I missed an issue somewhere between there, didn't I? That's... Zero, um, zero Year is where I lost the Scott Snyder... Um, shine, yeah. It's just like I'd enjoyed everything he'd done up till then, and then, no, I'm over it. Well, John Paul, like you, I had three comic books as well. Okay, and this one will surprise you. Guess what? They're all Marvel. Incorrect. Yeah, they are all are they? DC. Actually. They are all DC. They are all DC. I, I actually guessed at least one of them would probably be Batman of some type. Yes, um, my third, I'm second runner up. Batman Killing Joke. Right. Great stories. Alan Moore. A lot of fun. Joker. Alan Moore touching Batman. I mean, yeah. Alan Moore can. That, that sounds can, wrong, by the way. He really just outside the box. Okay, yeah. I mean, any writer out there could think outside the box is Delphine Alan Moore. I would love to see, I, Actually, I would love to see what goes on in his mind. I'm also <laughs> terrified what goes on in that guy's mind. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because he looks freaky, which is fine. You can't judge a book by his cover, but him, I'm kind of judging his book yeah, by his cover. Yeah, um, But Batman Killing Joke was just an unbelievable story. Because... As much as I'm a Bat- uh, Marvel guy, Batman is still my favorite. You know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joker's still my favorite. And that really touched on both characters, okay. their mindset. And the fact that Batman at that end knew, this is it. We're do this till we die. Yeah. And they kind of acknowledged that at the time. And Joker made that joke at the end of the comic book. Where, and Batman laughs. And all. Yeah. yeah you know, put the flashlight across. And I read that joke like three times. And some reason, it was the perfect joke. Yeah. Of you know two crazy guys walking across. One guy starts shining the light across so he can cross the, you know the other guy says no I can't shine the light whatever it was. Yeah, I can't word it right, but it was perfect. So that's definitely up there. Right. So what's your first runner up? First runner up, Kingdom Come. Hey, Kingdom Come was unbelievable. That's I, pretty cool. I, I, I that's Mark Wade, right? I believe that's Mark Wade. Yeah. Alex Ross doing the, doing and, the, the and painting. again, because I either go with the story and the artwork to see Alex Ross. Really, his artwork touch upon a Mark Wade. I think it was Mark Wade. Yeah, pretty sure. Story. It, it was just. It felt like you actually in the artwork. Well, when you see an Alex Ross painting of Batman, Superman, any of those kind of characters, it really. That's where I see the difference between Marvel and DC. And I don't mean a bad difference. I just mean the difference. One, Marvel always tried to be more. Uh, down to earth is the wrong word, but connected to everyone's. You know, everyone's human life, yeah. like Peter Parker, getting into his financial woes and all the rest of that kind of right. stuff. DC was always the larger than life. The, the they're not quite gods, but you know that 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 epic side of things. When you see Alex Ross draw a Superman or paint a Superman, you get that epic feeling to it. Yeah, and that's really. I mean, they felt like gods in that actually, yeah. in a way, they felt larger than life. He brought these characters to so much life, yeah. and the story was fun too. It was a good story. Oh yeah. So Kingdom Come. Captain Marvel was great in that. Uh, they were all great in that, though. Everybody was great in that. Yeah. It really wasn't a weak link in that entire story. Yeah. Um, so that's a runner-up. First place. And you know what it is, John Paul. One of the greatest stories in history. Since you didn't put it in those two spots, yeah, I know what it is. One of the, Again, Alan Moore. Yeah, back to Alan Moore. 
The Watchmen. Yeah. Just, again, the story that the superheroes really aren't the great guys that they should be. They have dark sides to them. Yeah. It's the what if superheroes exist in the real world and a deconstruction it, yeah. of the whole it is. comic book and superhero trope. Yeah. Again, what would countries do? If we have an all-powerful Superman in this country, they're going to want, they'd be scared by us. Yeah. They're going to want to end us. Yeah. And I don't blame them. You know, if Russia has Superman on the side, like, um, guy's Scary. probably... <laughs> you know, and, and that's kind of how they looked at it. And this story was such a great story where Osman Diaz, spoiler, was the bad guy, but not really. Because he destroyed an entire city by a big mutant creature thing. Yeah. I don't know what that was. They changed it in the movie to, like, movie bomb, I guess. I like the movie version better, but I will say, Doomsday Clock, where they've continued the story... They went back to the comic book. They, they left the comic book ending in place. Well, I'm not going to talk about the Doomsday Clock. Cause these well, you haven't read it, first of all. Uh, yeah. I, I, well, whatever. Yeah, it's good. I'm just simply <laughs> saying is uh, I can see Osmondius why he did what he did. Yeah, he did kill New York, but by killing New York... It was New York, right? I think. Yeah, York. And po- a portion of it. I mean, yeah. the entire thing. But. but by destroying that, you save so many lives. Yeah. And he literally felt he had no choice, and he was might be right. So it re- that comic book really gets you thinking. Yeah. So Watchmen... Uh, it was wonderful. Unbelievable read. Yep. Movie was good, but I, don't, I didn't feel like the movie captured it correctly. Even though they're almost page-by-page page identical in some ways. There's a few spots I thought it was perfect, and a few spots where... Yeah, I would have actually changed something right there. I would have actually made a change from the page-for-page... Page right. ...to get the feeling across instead of just the image. But definitely Watchmen. Yeah. So that's my winner, yeah. All right. So, JP, TV show. TV show. All T- right. One one season. Just one, one season. One season. I'm going to surprise you on this one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go up my list from bottom to top. And just and for I the record, something. before I'm going to say this too, Firefly is not a complete season. Right, yeah. I'm not, not doing Firefly. Um, I know most people are going to assume that I'm going to pick Buffy, just if they know me, and Buffy is like the biggest thing in the world. That is not my winner. Okay. But I'm going to go. But I discovered something. Season two of these shows that have become so important season 2 seems to be the best season of every show out there as I started thinking about it went through every single one even though Arrow's not on here Arrow season 2 was the best season and go through my list will contradict yours that's saying think so? okay remember that comment and I'll go to my list and- well alright so all my runner ups here Babylon 5 season 2 now Babylon 5 was one big story all five seasons are one gigantic story but done in you know, parts and chapters, and season two had the most exciting, best stuff to introduce somebody to the world in, probably. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Season two for Legends of Tomorrow really shows you what DC comics can be about if done right. The characters just clicked, and you get the villains that include John Barrowman um, doing his Malcolm Merlin, you get um, Reverse Flash, you get Damian Dark. And Damien Dark, who I couldn't stand on Arrow, I, I can't wait for him to come back now. Really? They did such a good job okay. with him on there. And they became the Legion of Doom in Season 2 of um, Legends of Tomorrow. So Season 2 of that. Buffy does make the list. Buffy Season 2 is on the list as one of our runner-ups. Season 2 is where you got things like Angel becoming Angelus. You get Spike introduced, Spike and Drusilla. You get lots of just incredible stuff. But my winner... My top pick to introduce people to what fandom is about. Briscoe County Jr. Bruce Campbell himself. Bruce Campbell as a cowboy. If chinch could kill. 
with a horse that has a personality bigger than a lot of characters in other TV shows. I never watched that all the way through, but when I, the episodes I saw, I loved. It was, oh. it was just a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Lord Bowler, Comet, his horse, Briscoe's horse. Yeah. Um, it just... It was just such a fun show. I wish it had had more seasons. And it was, um, it came on as the lead-in to X-Files. And for most of the season, it had better ratings than X-Files. But whereas its ratings were slipping, X-Files were going up. And at the end of the year, they renewed X-Files and canceled Briscoe. Really? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. And they were on the same network. I mean, it's the same network made the decision. But huh. um, I, I really wish... Which both of them had been renewed. Nothing against X Files. Which both of them had been renewed, but it was the better show for the first season. I never didn't know that was the reason. Now I know. So, what is your TV pick? Well, go back to your saying because you still believe the season two is the best seasons all of them. Percentage wise of everything I can okay. think of, season two well, seems to be. Let me give you my list and tell me if I'm wrong here. Okay. Heroes season one. Season one much better than season two. It's not a series that had a long glorious life. Okay, I should that say that true. of a of a show. That has a long life that people think well of, but by I, and large, the I whole think thing. that gets people into the fandom superheroes. Yeah, oh, interesting enough. Hero season one. Well, oh, the was ending fun. was kind of weak. It was okay though. It yeah. was a, compared to season two and three. It was the ending was fine. Um, again, another series out there. Again, it was a very short series. Unfortunately, this one was like good potential. Veronica Mars. So good. I loved so Veronica. Good. I loved the first two seasons of Veronica Mars. Third season, I admit, was not good. But they it were messed bad. around with. But it wasn't good. Yeah, they were never given the go-ahead to do a full show, so they had to just do something that and, was short. Yeah, they, they just... They, again, when the writers don't know what how long it's going to yeah. be, they got to tell some kind of story. I understand why they well, did what they did. If you like... If anyone takes these suggestions and watches these things, if you like Veronica Mars, go watch iZombie. It's Rob Thomas right. continuing on. Even some of the actors from Veronica Mars make appearances. Not as the same characters. Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, Veronica Mars, I, what do you think? Season one better than two? I think one's better uh, than season two. Season one you, is, yeah, season one is the best. Season two is great. Two is a great follow-up, yes. It, it's, it's one of those, but that's, that is one where season one is better because it takes you by surprise more. Um, I, don't know, I don't know about the mystery, whether the mystery is better in season two or not. It might be because you're not hung up on one thing that goes back and forth quite as much. I'm going to go back to the superhero route, uh, J-Devil season one. Again, this is all runners up. I love Daredevil season two was really good as well, but season one I thought was perfect. Um, not even like, I mean, the actors are great. The cinematography in Daredevil season one was just so unreal. So I'm surprised you didn't go with two because of Punisher. I like I love Punisher. Yeah, yeah, but one of my favorite scenes in any TV show in history for an action scene was a Daredevil hallway scene. Remember that one I'm talking about? Yeah. He's walking in the hallway yeah. and kind of just one continuous shot. You see him going into a Roman fight and he yeah. keeps going around, circles and, around. And unfortunately, two things have happened since then, and probably more, that people got so obsessed with that scene. That they created again, in the, they did like a the stairwell scene. The stairwell scene in season two, and it was like... Which was still again, good. It was good, but you could tell they were just trying to Recapture the magic, and you can't recapture that And the that Arrow magic. has done the same thing in this season. Have they? Arrow did one where it's in a warehouse, and you do this one long continuous shot... Yeah, a similar idea inside this warehouse. And that actually surprised me because Arrow uses a lot of stuntmen, a lot of stunt work. Yeah. I, I think Jolly Cox did, I think he did most of the stunts on this part. Of course, most of the action of that sequence is in a room where you don't see it. Yeah, you hit the, the noise and see a guy fly across, which I'm sure are stuntmen yeah. to begin with. Yeah. They're stunt actors, I guess they're called. But he did a great job. Not that I'm taking anything away from that. I'm just saying it's unfortunate that it got, people took the wrong thing from that. 
I think a lot of different directors took the wrong thing from that. They're trying to copy the cinematography, not the story element of it. And my last runner-up, Arrow Season 2. Arrow Season 2 was, um, I thought, was the, one of the best DC ones incredible. ever. Incredible. Um, Deathstroke, Menu Benet. Yeah, Menu Benet, yeah. He was, and I was, the original said, oh, Deathstroke's un-American. I'm like, really? No, Deathstroke's American. Yeah. And they changed him to Menu Benet in the movie and TV show. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm good, though, because he betrayed him perfectly. That's yeah. Deathstroke, man. Menu Benet, I mean, that was Deathstroke. He, he was great. And then they introduced Flash during that season, sort of. Barry Allen. Yeah, yeah, briefly. You get, you get a two-part with Barry Allen, and then... You know, that spun off into his own series afterwards. But the two-parter with Barry Allen was great. Right. Um, and that entire season was just a lot of fun. Yeah. And they killed the mother that season, I believe, right? Yeah. And mother was again, killed that season. Didn't see and that's coming. where we got... Um, I know you're tired of Felicity at this point, but that season is where they took her from being a one-shot character a couple of times into a full cast well, member, but still in you that and full I supporting role. Back then, she was my favorite character in the first couple of seasons. It yeah. really was until Oliver and Felicity left. I'm like, I don't like her anymore. Yeah. That's when she just changed. Her she's been, I will, I'll say again, she's been great. Second half of last season and all this season, she's been great. I, I won't give her another chance. She, she was back for two seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. Just horrible. Um, but winner. Winner. Got to go Buffy. Yeah. Starting off, I know which, season which one. one? You don't, I know season one wasn't the best. But I believe if you start a fanboy or fanger up with Buffy season one, that interests them enough to watch the entire oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think so. Start him off season. Start him off at the beginning, season one, and just go with it. Because Buffy was great. Yeah. Um, and Buffy, especially with season one, you can miss an episode or two and be okay because you don't want to miss too much of the storyline. True. Uh, as long as it wasn't key episodes. Well, overall, though, you, you're right. Though. Yeah. You could you could you could miss so a few. I gotta go there. Buffy. All right. Gotta go Buffy. So jump Paul. Game. Game. I got one and only one answer for game. And that's it. Okay. Even though we play lots of them. We've mentioned D&D. We've mentioned other games that we've played on this podcast in the past. Zork. I have to bring up something from the past. Infocom's text-based adventures were my favorite games, really, of all time. But do you think... Uh, we said between 16 and 32 I was our age range. But again, I said my, my goal for this is introduce them to what all of fandom is like. Okay. Different bits and pieces. Okay. This is a piece of the history. Whereas something like... Um, you know, Batman Year One and those, the comics were about the characters in general. They're timeless. Um, some of the books could carry you on. This one is about just a piece of the history, and you know, that's all it's about. But it's also fun to play. I don't know if they would enjoy it or not, but it's it's mentioned on um, Big Bang Theory quite often, actually. Do they really? Yeah, Sheldon loves it. They, the game's still not around anymore. Is no, it? Okay. but you can, well, you can go buy or download um, the old game. No kidding. Yeah, good to know. Well, I have two games. One runner-up, one winner. Okay. For, actually, three. Because D&D really does start it all. Let's be real. It, it does. We don't, we don't play it anymore, but we used to love it. Zork wouldn't exist without D&D. So. Right. Okay. And again, these couple of friends hang out all night. D&D was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, and another runner-up to go along with D&D, Red Dragon Inn. Come on, man. We love that game. It's fun. It's, it's just It's ten minutes long. Sit around, make some jokes, attack your friends. There you go. Have a good time. There you go. The whole purpose of this game is to get somebody to pass out so you can steal the money. With right? a little bit more to it than Exploding Kittens, which was fun, but yeah. there's more to Red Dragon Inn than Exploding Kittens. So Yeah, yeah so, and again, that's just, you want to cool. kill 10, 15 minutes here and there, Red Dragon, a few friends, there have some go. laughs, that game works for me. So what is your winner? Well, with my winner is the complete opposite of killing 10, 15 minutes. It takes a lot of time dedicated to this game. Monopoly. 
No. Okay. Morality is a good one, though. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It takes That's a lot right. of time. The World of Warcraft. This game has been around, I don't know how many years now. It's going to be like over 12, right? It could be 20, for all I know. I, 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 I really don't know. I, we work in a other job. It's between before. 10 and 20 years. How about that? Yeah, we work in a other job when the when the sequel came out. The second part of this game came out. So this is a long time. Yeah. So that was 13 or 14 years ago right there. So I, I don't know how long this has been out, but this game has been out for a while. It, unfortunately, I got out of it because you do need to dedicate a lot of time to this game. You can't yeah. just play it 15 minutes. 15 minutes gets you just started into the starting area. I mean, you got to go to other places. But you could, in theory, spend 10 minutes a day and just... Yeah, do one quick quest and you're done. And leave. Yeah, you could do that if you want. You won't achieve much, but yeah, you can do that. But it's not a game that has a beginning, middle, and end and done. It's, it's, it's an ongoing quest. Yeah, exactly. But they call it Vanilla WoW, which is the very first part of this game, mm-hmm. where it took forever to level up. And the quest was so interesting that when you and you got a piece of gear, it was like, oh, I got a new, new piece of gear, a new headpiece. This is amazing. Look at my shield or something like this. Look at the, It felt right. like a big achievement. Or, you know, you craft something, you craft a new sword, or craft a ring. It right. just felt, felt so awesome when you did that. World of Warcraft really did change the gaming industry as far Absolutely. as video games. World of um, Warcraft, Doom, there, you can go through yeah. and mention five or six games that... I didn't even think of Doom, but you're right, Doom as well. There, there are certain ones that absolutely changed the future gaming. At different points in history, they changed it in different ways, but yes, those... And other games try to copy Warcraft. A lot of them try to copy Warcraft with yeah. the subscription-based yeah. you know, MMO games. And some are successful for a short period of time, but none for as long. Yeah, I don't think any out there. Like, um, Warhammer tried. Warhammer is a big EverQuest, game. Ever- Call. Um, EverQuest, I think, well, actually started it, wasn't they? I mean, other games started it, but EverQuest was the, the first big-name one, I believe. Ultima, Ultima Online was the first one. And it was not first-person heads-up like EverQuest and all the rest. But Ultima Online was the first really, really big one. Okay. I, there was a couple before that that I played that were fun. But Ultima Online was the... That was the one that really... Ooh, look, we can make money on this. And Warcraft really took it to a new level. Yeah. I mean, I started with City Heroes. I thought City Heroes was a lot yeah. of fun, but when Warcraft came... Nothing compared to it. Nothing yeah, Ultima would have eventually died if Warcraft hadn't perfected, really, the... Yeah, and, the they, and even to this day, a lot of games, a lot of phone games, anything uses their standards. Yeah. You know, like a white piece of gear is normal gear, a gray piece is junky, you know, green's yeah. uncommon. They always, and everything copies Warcraft this day. Yeah. They created a system that's unreal. So Warcraft is the start of it all. Very right. so cool. That's pick. That leaves us only one category, I believe. Yes, JB. You go ahead. This was hard. This, this was this hard. This was the this most was, difficult one, yeah. Um, I don't know about most difficult, but it was really, really, really difficult. I think, with, along with the book, this is the hardest, I thought. Um, so I've got three. Okay. Um, my top two are the two hard to pick between. So I'll go with my third choice first. And it's along the lines of how I picked another fine myth and you know, a couple of these choices in here. Okay. It's a little bit of a look at the history. It's a little bit look at an entire universe of characters all at once. But doing so in a way that's easy for someone from outside of fandom to step into it. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That's my wow. that's my second runner up. That's not the second time you mentioned that too in the show. Evan Costello and Frankenstein. Yeah, you mentioned that a lot. I mentioned them. I didn't mention this movie. Okay. Mention, yeah. But but Evan Costello and Frankenstein. Because you get Frankenstein's monster, you get Dracula, you get you get Lon Chaney. I mean, you got Bella Lugosi as Dracula. You got Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman, and you get Evan Costello. You get uh, I mean Glenn Strange as the monster. You get a perfect movie. Where they did not make fun of the monsters. They were the real universal monsters. With Evan Costello thrown in for the fun part. 
Okay. So I, it's a to me a great gateway into a lot of this, but also a piece of history. But the real first two, I went back and forth, and I will say this: my top one inched out the second one by the slimmest, slimmest, slimmest of margins. So my first runner-up is Star Wars: A New Hope, Chapter Four. Okay. And my first place is Raiders of the Lost Ark. They came out fairly close together, both by George Lucas. Raiders also had Steven Spielberg. So I think that's probably what did it, is you you get that little bit extra of Spielberg mixed with Lucas when he was at his top, you know, top of his game. And Raiders, to me, is just such a perfect movie. That was Which you could watch and be done with. The you trilogy know? was good until part four. Yeah. I don't like to the part four part of the trilogy because that was terrible. Well, since the trilogy is only three, then yeah. I know, but I, I that's why I call it a trilogy yeah. at this point because yeah. I know part four. But you could watch Raiders of the Lost Ark by itself. That was wonder well. what else happened to the characters, but never have to watch anything else. Star Wars A New Hope, it's very obvious this is part of a bigger story. You could watch it by itself. We did for, you know, over and over and over many times and for a few years that was yeah. all that existed but you knew there was more coming you knew right. there was more to the story they did um, I'm actually with you as a runner up Star Wars okay. New Hope and I call it, I call it Tyler Trilogy because even Return of the Jedi as weak as it was compared to the other two still was a great movie especially with the other two together as one yeah. big story yeah. so that really will take somebody into this new universe of yeah. how the science fiction universe um, my winner well, before we get to the winner here, I mean, there's so many things I, I, I couldn't think. Like, Dark Knight was like, that movie is great. But I really can't add that as a list. Um, Avengers. A lot of fun. You, I gotta add Avengers to this list. You I thought to. about Wrath of Khan. I mean, there's so many good movies out there. There really is, and that's why I was so stumped in this one. Um, I did actually have Raiders of the Lost Ark in Temple of Doom and, um, was it Last Crusade or the third yeah, one? Yeah, Last Crusade, yeah. Those three I loved, but again, with those movies, I was so upset by part four of the Crystal Skull. Oh. <laughs> That it kind of killed in a way. I right. almost didn't put Star Wars in this list. Much I love Star Wars because of chapters because one, two, and three. <laughs> not, not even that. The Last Jedi just killed us so much for me. Oh, okay. Where these characters went, like yeah. you know, I'm yeah. kind of done with that. Um, but you know, I'm a horror fan. I'm a slasher fan. I got into right. a slasher movie. Okay, that's just true. That's something I did not introduce anybody to, yeah. except for the Universal monsters. I brought in horror, but not yeah. modern horror. Well, the Abigail. But that's horror comedy in a way, which yeah. is actually was a big step to how it is these days. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was thinking Friday the 13th for the longest time. Because with the first one, Mrs. Voorhees being the killer, not Jason, nice was twist. such a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But the movie, and I hate to admit this, even though, again, this is about the twist. Uh, Psycho was the beginning of the twist where, hey, that's Norman Bates. What? You get the kid Yeah, yeah. His mother's really dead. I'm going to twist. The movie that really perfected who done it and actually changed the movie industry as well in the horror industry mm-hmm. was Scream I hate to admit it but Scream really changed because for a while the twists and turns came where wait that's the kill and they did it yeah. constantly every tried to copy Scream for a while oh yeah Scream was definitely a game changer in the movie industry so I have to go Scream yeah. Scream was a really close one for me up there now is that, the, is that your top pick or is that your runner up that's no, my runner, runner up runner up okay and it's not my favorite horror movie not even close to my favorite horror no, movie but good and if Jaws is considered horror, Jaws is definitely even higher than that. But Scream, I think, was a game changer. Okay. Um, so what's number one? The Lord of the Rings, I call the trilogy. All right. That trilogy was... Just the first three, not counting the Hobbit trilogy? Yeah, just the first three. Okay. The Hobbit trilogy itself was great. I enjoyed it. But, but Lord of the Rings, okay. again, game changer. And you think of it, that was really, I think, one of the first fan-dumb movies 
that won tons of awards. Yeah, they always win, you know, costuming and makeup yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this one, Best Picture, you know, in McKellen was up for Best Actor. Yeah. Best, and he should have won it, too, if you ask me. But, I mean, these characters are up for actual awards. And, you know, the Oscars were constantly mentioning them. And it was mind-blowing yeah. that a fandom movie made it this big. I am upset about one thing, though. With Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit combined, they need one more movie. Because with one more movie of the same length, you'd have 24 hours of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the problem with that, and Lord of the Rings actually changed a lot from the books. But The Hobbit, you think out of all those books were the smallest book, and that was, oh, three, that was three movies. Yeah. So they took a lot of liberties to that one. It should have been an hour and a half long movie that they turned into nine hours. Yeah. I mean, again, I, other movies I wanted to think, but unfortunately, sequels tend to ruin movies. The Matrix comes to mind immediately. Yeah. Yeah. If no sequels, Matrix right there easily. The sequels, I'm like, ugh. Even Jaws, as much as you love it. Yeah. Movie again, 2 is watchable and fun. Movie 2 was a solid follow-up. 3 is great if you're a little kid sitting in a theater with 3D glasses on. But and, that's, that's the extent of it. And doing everything, yeah. And yeah. 4 is well, not even mentioned. Or if you're just a huge Liz Casa Jr. fan. I mean, you gotta give him that. Still, I mean, I'm a huge fan of some people. Bruce Campbell doesn't do all good movies. Let's be no, real. He, well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, um... Sometimes sequels ruins it. Sequels did ruin it for Jaws. Sequels did ruin it for Matrix for me. Lord of the Rings, amazing three movies all the yeah. way through. The only issue I have with the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy was that the third one published ended about an hour before it actually ended. <laughs> they just kept going with endings. And I'm like, come on, okay, the movie's over. I got the story. I got to pee. Eh, I don't know. I love the extended versions and everything the most. But the extended version, I can watch at home and pause when I have to pee. This is true. This is true. Bathroom breaks. In the movie theater, you can't do that. And let's be real: in five hours worth of movies, they're probably going to stand up once or twice. Yeah. Especially when it's cold out. All right. So, any follow-ups to all that? No, that was it, JP. All right. So that means if that if if we're done with that one, yeah. The last thing to do is what is our B man question of the week for next time? Well, I was really thinking because again, I'm back in Neverhike alone for a second. How much I'm surprised by how much they stay true to that character on such a small budget so if I'm if you and I just created a movie one day JP with our budget say we're using $25,000 okay, okay 25000 and make we, a movie we want to make a fandom movie of either a comic book character or horror character anybody this, this is very timely right now just because um, El Rey Network I don't know if you're watching anything at El Rey Network or not no I do um, it's, it's very cool and I'm blanking on uh, this is terrible I'll have, to, I'll have to next time pull up the name here but the guy who created the whole Elway Network has started a separate um, series on uh, this combination of them and um, Go90, which is his first movie. He had $7,000, one camera, and his challenge in this TV show where they're going to be following five or six movie makers is he's given each of them one camera and $7,000 to make a fandom movie. So no this, And this is starting up this weekend. So it's actually a very you know. timely question so here. So there we go. Unintentional, so, but yay. What would we do for So I'm going to take $25,000. Right. And you're going to keep it, because again, no special effects needed. You can't do Superman movie all special effects. Right. 25 grand is going to be terrible. You can have some You can have some horror effects like blood dripping and that kind well, of yeah. stuff. But, so again, but, but I get it. I get what you mean. With 25 grand, you have enough money to do some things. All right. I'm guessing the actors are going to be decent for no pay at all. Yeah, yeah. Just get his name out there. All right. 25 grand, JP, what movie are you going to do? How are you going to do good. it? So How for next time. Yes. Next time. That's a good one. Thank you. All right. Well, for John Paul. B-Man. This is the old Titans with new music, and we are out of here.
This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!